Just a quick note before we get to the show that NPR is doing its annual survey to better understand how listeners like you spend time with podcasts. So if you can, please help us out by completing a short anonymous survey at npr.org slash podcast survey. That's all one word, podcast survey. We'd really appreciate your support in helping NPR podcasts. Again, that's npr.org slash podcast survey. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Christina Lee. Hey, Christina. Hey, Robin. It's late Thursday night. Uh, we're recording this. Christina, you're in Atlanta. You've just come from a listening party for what is by far the biggest release of the week, Kanye's new album, Donda. The listening party was live streamed on Apple, and it was the only way that anyone was able to hear it ahead of its Friday release. Um, but what was it like being there? So so the rumor was was that Kanye was still putting together verses backstage at Mercedes-Benz Stadium <laughs> by the time that we were actually in the venue. <laughs> so, right. so it did take a little bit of time to kick off, but it felt really surreal, first of all, to even just be inside of an arena, period. It was a sold-out event. Uh, the venue did eventually fill up. And, and so I think people were ready to have a concert experience for something that ended up just being sort of completely different. And Kanye was there for it, yeah? You know, the joke between us, I tried to say that he was pulling off an MF Doom. And what I meant by that was he was dressed in a Curie Red. Um, he was masked up. You know, he had his face almost completely shrouded. And there was no way to tell... At at least from my vantage point anyway, whether this was actually Kanye or not. Uh, once upon a time, MF Doom used to send, I guess, like stand-ins to perform at his actual shows to un until people finally figured out, wait a minute, that's not actually MF Doom on stage. But nobody could <laughs> tell initially because the dude was masked. So. Right. It looked like Kanye, right? I mean, so and, and he's standing out there in the middle of the arena, just sort of kind of dancing during these songs playing. Right. So I think being in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, of course, the expectation was that it was going to be more of a production in in the sense that I think there was going to be more than just perhaps like this blinding white light. And I think uh, people were expecting to actually hear from the man himself. You know, this is somebody who has toured and was once upon a time infamous for his quote unquote rants or essentially um, whatever he had to say in between songs. And I mean, to be perfectly honest, the guy has had a lot to say, <laughs> yeah. you know, since the last time he was on tour, you know, having previously run for president president and obviously having divorced Kim Kardashian. But I think what was really interesting about this event was basically his refusal to let anything but the music speak for itself. Well, and when we finally did hear the music, we heard uh, a record that was at, at times very gospel inspired, and it was a, a very powerful dedication to his mother. Yeah, absolutely. So Donda, of course, is named after his mother, Donda West. And, you know, this, you know, Kanye is the rapper behind Hey Mama. But essentially, since she died in 2007, you know, his mother has essentially haunted his discography. This is somebody who even in the life of Pablo, you know, Kanye mm -hmm. is wondering if mama knew how you turned out. You know, he is constantly fretting with um, how his mother might think of him as he's constantly balancing or trying to figure out the balance between the sacred and the profane. So I think with uh, his most recent album, Jesus is King, that was more decisively praise music. Whereas this, it definitely seemed like it was a little bit more conflicted, a little bit more introspective, but also just really, really sparse. Really minimal. 
Well, how did fans seem to take the record overall? What was like the vibe? You know, it started two hours late, the whole event did. And at one point, you could hear people booing and then people were chanting Kanye and whatever they could do to get it going. But at the end, after they'd spent nearly three hours there, just how did they take it? What did, what did they think? <laughs> it was interesting to see people kind of keep their spirits up. You know, in my section, there was a guy trying to lead a sing-along to Runaway. And... <laughs> You know, trying to get something started as if we were watching an Atlanta United game or something like that. Um, I think people were really happy to just kind of bask in the event once it actually got started. And then I think in terms of the music, it's really interesting because I think of how sparse the production ended up being. The moment you heard somebody else's voice, like a Travis Scott, for example, Mm -hmm. essentially the moment you heard even a semblance of a drum machine, I think you know, that's Atlanta. They just love like the rolling 808s and things like that. And so I think while people were really excited to bear witness to this album, I'm really curious to see how they're going to listen and revisit the music later on. I wonder if this is something that's going to be a continued presence here on out, because to me, it was a little bit more on the avant-garde side than perhaps people might have expected. Well, we've obviously only just heard it. It's well after midnight now when most new albums usually come out. And at least as of this taping, it's still not available anywhere or we would include a track here, but it exists. And, you know, fans and critics will probably be talking about it and dissecting it for the rest of the year and beyond. I saw so many people tweeting the LOL emoji when it was announced that the record was actually coming this week because everyone knew there was no way it was actually finished. But it is here, Donda from Kanye West. Thanks so much, Christina. Thanks for having me. All right, from Kanye, let's get to some music from soul singer Leon Bridges. He has a new album out today that we're loving called Gold Digger Sound. We don't stop but the time do. Love is in another life, let me remind you. Look back, see me behind you. When it feels good, you don't have to try to And if you say so, if you say so This is Leon Bridges. The album is called Gold Digger Sound. The song we're hearing from it is called Motorbike. And joining us to talk about this one is Radio Milwaukee's Tariq Moody. Hey, Tariq. Hey, Robin. How you doing? All right. Leon Bridges has had such a, a classic vintage sound over the years. You know, it really comes from a different era. And on this new album, it still has roots in the past, but he kind of mixes it up a bit. Yeah, it's a, it's, it is a slight departure. A little more on the um, kind of the modern R&B sound mm. instead of the traditional R&B sound. Yeah. So he spent two years jamming at this place called Gold Diggers, a bar, hotel, and recording studio off the famed uh, Santa Monica Boulevard in Los Angeles for the last, I guess, about two years. And basically, he created a whole new kind of modern sound. And I think that's because of his collaborations. 
Terrace Martin, who's best known as a jazz artist and, and composer, producer, but he's best known for working for artists like Kendrick Lamar, among others, Robert Glasper. So you hear their, uh, their influences on the album. Yeah, he has been on an incredible run of collaborations. Robert Glasper, Terrence Martin, you mentioned. He's also worked with Krungabin, Casey Musgraves, Diplo, The Avalanches. And I don't know, maybe maybe it was inevitable that he would head more in this direction. It's not a huge departure, but he does slip into a more contemporary sound very comfortably, mm -hmm. managing to get, you know, like 808 drum machines to sit next to horns and strings. And But there are songs that... Remind me of the, I guess, the older Leon, like, for example, Don't Worry, featuring Ink, which definitely has this mm. Southern R&B vibe. And then the track that hit me hard was the final track, Blue Mesas. It felt like it was about mental health, but mostly it felt like it was about black mental health. Listen to the lyrics. How you get lonely, even though you're surrounded by the ones you know. Killing myself saying these words. There's hurting right now in my soul, but I learned never to let it show. Do I need help? No. That's kind of the... The thing that happens in mental health, you don't want to show, especially in black men in the black community, that you've got yeah. to hide it. You got to show your strength. And the music with that was just, I had to pause and take a breather because it was like, are you speaking to me, man? Because I've been going through that, like yeah. trying to show strength and like, I'm good, I'm good, yay, you know? Right. But that track, that closing track was. I did not expect that because, you know, you listen to other tracks, it's like, oh, sexy, sexy time. <laughs> and then you close out with that and you're like, whoa, oh, whoa. Just yeah. back to reality. Leon Bridges, the album is called Gold Digger Sound. And Tariq, let's do one more before you go. It's from the artist known as Child. It's called Hope for Sale. Sometimes I feel like I'm just sick. I'm such a sucker for those extended drum fills. They sound so good here <laughs> on the song Wasting Time from Child. And Child is spelled C-H-I-I-I-L-D, three I's. The album is called Hope for Sale. Uh, a new artist for me this week I had heard of but hadn't really spent any time with. Maybe just start with who Child is. Not a group, but it's, a, it's an artist out of Montreal. And he actually started as a producer known as Soundtrack, but it, it was spelled X. S-D-T-R-K. And he actually did production and uh, co-writing with artists such as Jennifer Lopez on the track So Good and Acting Like That, Chloe and Holly, and Usher. And I guess he's been going back and forth between Montreal and L.A. And I feel like this album, his debut album, feels like L.A. inspired his sound. If you hear it, it just feels free. It feels 
like road trip music. It feels mm. warm. It feels sunny. Yeah, it's funny. I wrote warm and sunny <laughs> down. Also just really rich. It's another one of those great sounding records, just so beautifully produced, really nice deep grooves. Lyrically, he seemed to focus a lot on perseverance and coming through hard times as a, as a better mm -hmm. person, you know, when you're on, on the other side of things. And also with more empathy for one another. The song we played, Wasting Time, is all about how easy it is just to get caught up and, and distracted by all the BS in life. Of course, then he has these sensual songs. The track Awake featuring Mahalia, the UK artist, is just sultry and funky. And the lyrics, you remember the song Your Body's a Wonderland from John Mayer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he goes, the lyrics, he has these lyrics in this song called uh, on Awake called Michelin Star Crib and My Body's on the Menu, VIP Treatment Giving You the Chef Special. And I just <laughs> thought of like, that is so clever. I like that. <laughs> Well, this is my favorite discovery and release of the week. I, I don't know what I was expecting when I put this song, but really, really loved it. From Child, the album is called Hope for Sale. And again, Child is spelled with three I-C-H-I-I-I-L-D, Hope for Sale. Thanks so much, Tariq. Thank you. From Child, let's go to a really beautiful new EP from the singer known as Samia. It's called Scout. I I love you a lot today. I was just talking to Ruby about love and life and life. Portland roof for the dogs in the discourse. Sawyer's got a brand new job at the golf course. Get to know your bathroom floor the hard way. Put me in your car and drive down Broadway. Hear your voice in the ear in the morning. One long sleepless night. Still my heart. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Samia is the singer. Her new record is called Scout. This is the opening cut, As You Are. NPR Music contributor Serena Turos here to talk about this beautiful, beautiful EP. Hey, Robin. This is an all too short EP from Samia, uh, but it is so nice I wanted to make sure everyone heard it. Samia was a, a discovery for me this week, but I went back and I listened to her debut album, The Baby, which came out last year. And the last song on that album, she sings, I only write songs about things that I'm scared of. Yeah. And with this new EP, Scout, it seems like in the last year she's done a lot of growing up because this EP is full of songs about love and compassion for other people in her life. Yeah, so much sweetness and empathy in these songs. And uh, I mean, you know, that, that could be a natural extension of the, the past year and a half that everyone's been through, uh, I guess, as well. But I, I liked the, her debut album, The Baby, and we mentioned it on the show when it came out. But this one just hit me much harder on an emotional level. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the lyrics here, like in that song she sings, when somebody loves you, they take you as you are. 
In another song, she sings, you know, nothing could ever stop my ass from showing up to sing another song for the people I love. And in the last track, she sings, don't look to a stranger, you know, in the end, I'll always be there. It's just like glowing from the inside out. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. I I thought radiating, it just radiates so much beauty and and warmth and uh, the melodies too. She has such a great ear for melody and the harmonies. I love it all. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe if there's one silver lining to the pandemic, it's made people more intentional about reaching out to their loved ones. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of hear her thinking through some of these ideas yeah. on this EP about making sure she stays connected to the people she cares about. Yeah. Samia is the artist and her name is spelled S-A-M-I-A. Samia, her new record is called Scout. Thanks so much, Serena. Thanks, Robin. All right, we've got one more album that we want to play before we take a break. It's from the incredible blues guitarist Chris Dunn, Kingfish Ingram. It's called 662. I heard about those Jones. Homemade whiskey used to flow. Heard about those Jones. Homemade whiskey used to flow. Too young to remember, but I'm old enough to know. Shack out on the highway while the blues was going down. Shack out on the highway, there's a blues going down. Chris Stone, Kingfish, Ingram. His new album is 662. The song we're hearing from it is Too Young to Remember in WNXP's Julie Height. Back to talk about this one. Hey, Julie. Hey, Robin. So this is a follow-up to his 2019 debut record that we covered on the show called Kingfish. He's all of 22 years old now. And I just continue to be struck by how much life he injects into this very, very old form. Yeah, and how in that song that you just played, Too Young to Remember, and another song in the album called Not Gonna Lie, he, you know, even acknowledges and plays with the idea that people expect blues masters to be old, to be elders, you know, he acknowledges how young he is. I mean, there's a line in Not Gonna Lie, when I started out, I sang a lot of words I didn't know about, just Mm. what I had heard. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I mean, he's proving how vital his music making is. He is living in a moment where it's not necessarily embraced by his young black contemporaries, you know, the kids that he went to school with, his peers and that kind of thing. But he's making his argument for what there is to still do with it, you know, what can be said, especially in a song like Another Life Goes By. Well, he says that he wanted to take a more personal approach to these songs to make them more relevant to you know, himself and to the times. I mean, Another Life Goes By is the most 
topical in a directly social commentary sense where he is crying out for change, addressing life-threatening realities, especially, you know, threats to black lives, you know. So that is something that he's found his way of writing about mixed in with with what we think of as more traditional blues themes and laments. Well, we're doing a live listening party for this album at 2 p.m. Eastern today, July 23rd, on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Music. Chris Stone himself will join us along with World Cafe contributor Gwen Tompkins will play the entire album, and then Gwen and Chris Stone will talk about the music. Again, that's at 2 p.m. Eastern today, July 23rd, at youtube.com slash Music. Thanks so much, Julie. You're so welcome. We've got a handful of other albums that we want to play for you this week, along with a quick lightning round of some other notable releases out on July 23rd. But first, we need to take a short break. Support for NPR and the following message come from BetterHelp, offering online counseling. BetterHelp therapist Hesu Jo shares the unique benefits of therapy. Being in therapy is this very intimate, unique experience to have this other person see you, this other person acknowledge who you are, and accept all of it, you know, and like figure out the bits and pieces that you don't want to accept to change that stuff for the better. Even if you're not struggling with something necessarily, but you just want to learn a little bit more about who you are, you want to function a little bit better in your relationships with people or change the way that you approach habits, doing that together with somebody else can be very powerful and impactful to talk this out and process this together as two humans. To get matched with a counselor and get 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com songs. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton, and we're doing a quick rundown of the best music out today on July 23rd. We start this second half of the show off with a new solo album from Bardo Martinez. He's otherwise known as the frontman and singer for the band Chicano Batman. His new album, out now under the name Bardo, is called Everywhere Reminds Me of Space. In search of a place everywhere reminds me of space in the dark to see what's floating in the air is quickly going by the end it's always turning the fire inside is always burning like the steaming pot I'm churning everything in me Feel the ether moving all around 
This is the new album from Bardo, otherwise known as Bardo Martinez, the singer and frontman for Chicano Batman. The album is called Everywhere Reminds Me of Space. The song we're hearing is called Neon Light. And back again this week is Felix Contreras, host of NPR Music's Alt Latino podcast. Hey, Felix. Robin, what's happening, bro? Felix, I know you're a huge fan of Chicano Batman, so tell us what their singer Bardo Martinez is doing now as a solo artist, as Bardo. Yeah, you know, I got to say I'm a big fan of, the, of Chicano Batman because they had me at their name. I'm Chicano, so I was definitely interested in a band with that name. Right. What ended up happening is that it developed into a long-term fascination with their music, which initially struck me as like a loungy version of so many neighborhood bands that I heard growing up in California, a mix of soul, mm. Mexican music, a little bit of jazz, some rock. It was a very magic sound to me. And one of the things that made it distinct was the lead vocals by Bardo Martinez. The, they were so full of passion, but very laid back at the same time, like a really fascinating contradiction that I think worked for the band. So I was really interested in hearing this record. And the title is from the track we just heard called Neon Lights. It's sort of a musical statement of purpose, both in mm. sonic textures and in lyric, because, you know, as you can hear all of that really cool 70s synth sounds, little loungy, mm. almost bordering on jazz, and then with his very distinct laid-back vocals questioning his existence, why he's here, <laughs> which which is could be interpreted as like, why am I in the band? Why am I making music? What is my purpose, right? Yeah. But that's what I love so much about his music. He is just su such a master of, of making these sunny, warm, bright songs that are just so carefree, but full of really weighty existential questions. Yeah, that was part of the magic for me, too, of the way that they presented all these weighty subjects with their very distinct style. A, a big fan of, of what they do and how they did it for such a long time. Yeah, such a seeker. And Bardo is someone who who always has his head in the clouds in a, in a really beautiful way, pondering our place in the universe. You know, they came in for a Tiny Desk concert a while back, and, you know, the rest of the band seemed to be pretty grounded in, in getting the logistics and everything done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I respected Bardo's uh, sense of adventure and sort of drifting off into other parts of the building that we were, <laughs> like, looking for him a few times. Be because he does think like that, right? He's yeah. looking. You just you said it perfectly. He is a seeker. Yeah. And he was looking for something. He's just out exploring the world. Yeah. Then the band told me about a lot of different stories about them on the road yeah. and instances. But all of this comes through in the record. It's a very strong statement of purpose and identity for Bardo. And to appreciate the totality of the album, I think you have to embrace the sound of his voice, mm. his distinct vocal delivery, and all the electronics, because deep within that is an amazing musical statement. And the new album from Bardo is called Everywhere Reminds Me of Space. Thanks so much, Felix. Thank you, Robin. We've got a couple more albums out today that we want to play for you, but first I want to do a quick rundown of some other notable releases out today. Starting with Megabog. Megabog's new one is called Life and Another. Bob Boylan just featured it on the Tuesday episode of All Songs Considered last week. Megabog, the record is Life and Another. The South London rapper Dave dropped his second studio album today. It's called We're All Alone in This Together. Descendants, the veteran punk rock group Descendants is back with its first new album in five years. It's called Ninth and Walnut. And Brittany Howard just put out a new version of her 2019 album, Jamie. It's called Jamie Reimagined. It features remixes and new versions of songs from that album, recorded with Childish Gambino, Michael Kiwanuka, Georgia Ann Muldrow, and a whole bunch more. Jamie Reimagined from Brittany Howard. 
all that music out now along with these last couple of albums that we want to play for you, starting with the UK composer and multi-instrumentalist Emma Jean Thackeray. Her new album is called Yellow. This is Imogene Thackeray. The album is called Yellow, and the song we're hearing from it is called Venus. And WXPN's John Morrison back to talk about this one. Hey, John. Hey, what's up, Robin? Imogene Thackeray is an artist from the UK. She lives in London now, and this is her debut album. And man, it is just one big cosmic trip. Yeah, imagine coming out the gate <laughs> with a, right? a record uh, this big and ambitious. Imogene Thackeray is one of my favorite musicians working right now. She's a composer, multi-instrumentalist. She's really one of the freshest minds in contemporary jazz today. And she said that this album, Yellow, was made as like an attempt to recreate a psychedelic experience. Mm -hmm. And I can feel it. The the entire record, it has this grandiose, utopian feel. It's gorgeous. It has these uh, big brass and string arrangements, a gang of people in the studio doing like group vocals. Mm-hmm. It's really beautiful and, and fun. One of the things that's really amazing about this record is just how it has this big jam-based feel to it. You know, like there's this synergy that's happening live in the studio between all the all the musicians. But Thackeray built these songs up herself in her home studio. And it's, and it's just like, who can keep so much of in their head at the same time like this? <laughs> yeah, you definitely get the sense that she has a very clear identity of who she is musically. Even with the music that was played by other musicians, you know, these beautiful violin parts and, and cello and all of this stuff, it all serves this singular vision and this emotional state that she conjures in the music. You know, there's this underlying message of spirit and unity and awakening. Mm. A lot of it is full of joy and reverence for the creator and and nature. It's just a beautiful, ambitious record. And that record is called Yellow from Imogene Thackeray. And John, let's do one more before I let you go. This is from the singer Lettucey. She has a new tribute album to Nina Simone out today called Lettucey Sings Nina. Birds flying high, you know how I feel. Sun up in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day, 
It's a new life for me, yeah It's a new dawn, it's a new day A new life for me And I'm feeling This is Ledesi, the singer Ledesi, and that's spelled L-E-D-I-S-I. Ledesi sings Nina. This is the opening cut, Feeling Good. I'm not sure Nina Simone's music has ever been in danger of being forgotten. In fact, it's been enjoying quite a quite a nice bump lately from appearing in the Questlove film, uh, Summer of Soul. Yeah. But Ledesi took on this labor of love because she really wants her generation and younger people to know Nina Simone and connect with her music. Yeah, absolutely. Lettucey is interesting because she's one of the great vocalists in the world right now. Uh, she's celebrated in both jazz, but also R&B and, and the popular music world. And the, the thought of her covering these songs and putting her own unique spin on it, it's exciting because uh, Nina Simone was a master interpreter of songs as well. But she also left behind this incredible catalog of compositions of her own, but as well as songs that she didn't write, but she made them her own. So yeah. seeing Lettucey update all of these songs, it's, it's cool to see it. Yeah, I was really struck by how true she is to her own voice and, and sound and style. I think when artists do tribute albums, they often end up channeling, intentionally or not, or attempting mm -hmm. to recreate the original artist's vision. But Lettucey sees Nina Simone as, I think she sees her as sort of untouchable in that regard, right? Like, I, I can't mess with her sound. This is just her take on it. Yeah, the arrangements musically are in a lot of ways faithful to the recordings and, and performances that we know. But the way that Lettucey digs in mm. to these songs, you know, she really knows how to take hold of a song and embody it in her own way mm. you know she has this dynamic version of my baby just cares for me wild as the wind is great and the whole album really shows her power and range as a vocalist as well as her presence as a performer and how she can jump in and, and embody these songs it just shows why she's one of the best doing it right now Lettucey is the singer and her new album is Lettucey sings nina Thanks so much, John. Thank you, Robin. And that'll do it for this week's show. A reminder that you can hear all the songs we featured and a whole bunch of singles that came out this week in our expanded playlist. Just search for NPR in Apple Music or Spotify. You can also listen on our website at npr.org slash allsongs. Sign up for our weekly newsletter to stay up on the latest Tiny Desks, new music, and more. You'll find it at npr.org slash music newsletter. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. Have a great weekend. Be well. 
and treat yourself to lots of music. 